0: Well, if it isn't Charlie McCory. Well, hello. I'm here to see if there's
1: any lady folk who perhaps want to get married to me.
0: You better get your keister back on that saddle and ride on out of here. Ain't nobody want anything to do with you around here.
1: What? Well, but I brought these flowers somehow.
0: <laughs> Where in the hell did you get flowers down here?
1: Don't ask questions you don't want answers to, but I brought these flowers and some chocolate branch perfume and some French postcards. All you need to do is give me a wink to get me inside and I have my pick.
0: I've also, got just.
1: Isn't that the Comanche I hear over the hill?
0: I've got just the person for you. Marty, get out here! <laughs>
2: You wanna quit Ethan? That'll be the day.
1: Well howdy, partner and welcome to Late Seating. I'm Jason Harding.
0: <laughs> and I'm Steve Shives.
1: On on this here show we take a classic movie and we give it a fresh review to see if it lives up to its reputation. Whether it's a restless sidewinder or if it's <laughs> a goodly no stain in the sheets preacher. Ain't that right, Steve?
0: (laughs) You're telling the truth, partner.
1: Hey, what movie this time around are we going to have a look at see to see if it's any good anymore?
0: Oh, boy. I tell you what. We're going to review the classic (laughs) John Ford, John Wayne Western. You know which one I'm talking about. It's the searchers. I tell you what.
1: What are they searching for? Good bargains?
0: Nope. Definitely not. Something a a lot more depressing. A competent competent script? (laughs) Nope true characterization and characters that
1: we care about
0: that depends very much on your opinion of the film
1: <laughs> okay well then let's get to it i gotta get let's out of do this it. i don't want to do this whole thing <laughs> like this no
0: we don't want to do it <laughs> we don't want this to become a thing too like no, the fucking Halloween shows
1: Halloween <laughs> <laughs> every year we do a western <laughs> and we have to be i'll be cookie <laughs> hey, Welcome, <to> Lee Jean. <laughs> Pull up a log. I'm cooking one set of beans and another set of beans.
0: <laughs> what you want, brown beans or brown beans? <laughs> the difference is they're brown. Um, <laughs> hey, Steve. Yeah, my friend.
1: Do you have any trivia for this?
0: Yes, do you have I do. Any trivia
1: for the searchers?
0: I do. I do have some trivia for this obscure, practically lost film. Yes.
1: I'll be searching. <laughs> I wish that song was in this.
0: <laughs> that should be the title track.
1: I'm a surgeon every day. It makes as much sense as some of the the, the score transitions that we have. That's, <laughs> he blew That's he so blow, he blowed his head oh. up all over the inside of the cabin. Oh darn! <laughs> <laughs> ling, ding, ding, ling, ding ding! Ding ding ding! Ding ding!
0: There are some fairly stark tonal shifts, aren't there? Um, They done
1: raped all the women and then they killed all the dogs and then they ate the dogs and then they threw the bones of the dogs at the guys that were alive and then they killed the guys and then they stuffed the guys instead of the bodies of the dogs and then they raped the women again. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh
0: no, here comes (laughs) Moe's. I want
1: my rocking chair. Shut up, (laughs) Moe's.
0: I want a rocking
1: chair because I feel squirrely in my guts. Okay, guys, if you didn't watch the movie, good for you. Hey, Steve. Yes. What do you got for me? Come on.
0: Uh, so John Wayne considered John Wayne considered this his greatest role and his greatest character, and uh, he liked it so much he named one of his sons after it. He, one of his sons was named Ethan Wayne uh, in and uh, after his character in The Searchers.
1: Great for great. That. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Here's a little thing I think is interesting. Okay. Um, with the exception of chief scar who is played by a jewish actor uh all of the comanche seen in the movie are played by native american actors Bullshit. however all of the all of the i mean I, they're all of the comanche that are in like scars party okay which if you remember are mostly just like background characters none of them even have lines or anything sure um but they're all actual native americans but they're not comanche they are all navajo hey why well and 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 in addition to that, whenever we see them doing like have acting out like native customs or speaking Native American language mm-hmm. or singing songs or whatever, that's all mm-hmm. Navajo stuff. That's not yeah. Comanche stuff. That's all Navajo stuff. Hey, why? I'm guessing because Navajo were the the closest people around the location where they were shooting but i maybe I the only
1: remaining command she told them to go fuck themselves <laughs> that's true
0: maybe that was it maybe the command she read the script and were like we're not doing this
1: oh goody we get to be the villains again again we'll pass. okay all right thanks it's okay we, we'll pass <laughs> fuck. go fuck yourself
0: get off john wayne land. john wayne out of character kept referring to them as bucks and they didn't like that for some reason
1: <laughs> I mean, jesus christ <laughs>
0: Does he have to call us that when he's not making the movie? He calls us that all the time.
1: We do know what that word means, right? Okay. We understand that. We know
0: you're comparing we're not, us. That's not. We're not, okay. that's... we're not okay with that. Okay. Um, the film includes several tributes to Harry Carey, not the baseball announcer, the bom, great Western film star, Yeah, not the Chicago Cubs guy. The great Uh. Western film star, whose career began in the early silent era and who had made many films with director John Ford, Mm -hmm. Uh, Harry Carey died nearly ten years before *The Searchers* was made. But his wife commit
1: Harry Carey?
0: (laughs) Did did Harry Carey commit Harry Carey? I don't know. Maybe he did. Wouldn't that be hilarious?
1: He didn't. Uh, Would have been hilarious. uh,
0: But his it would have been Harry Carey (laughs) hilarious. Harry Careless That's Harry Carryless. That's a reach. Um, yeah, but but his his wife Olive has a role in the movie, and his son Harry Carey Jr. Her has last a role in the Loaf. movie. Olive Loaf. No, it's actually Olive Carey. Imagine Darn that. Darn
1: it, All Loaf Olive Loaf. Loaf
0: was Loaf was her her unmarried name. Um, no, no, actually, that was she took that name after she married her second husband. Okay, there we go. <laughs> anyway, I found it. Um, additionally uh how about without you
1: her last name was without you after harry carried harry carried (laughs) (laughs) i'll live without Uh, you was his wife i'll live without you yeah i I get you you. it's a
0: i got it it's a pun
1: we've turned into a children's pun book steve I'm, it, I mean, I'm fine more? with that. Is there more? Yeah, there's, there, there's more. I, uh,
0: there's, more. Uh, I, I, there's more just in the Harry Carey section here. Uh, okay. John, Wayne's, John Wayne's pose in the iconic final shot where he's standing in the doorway with his, he's holding his opposite elbow. Yeah. Uh, that was a pose that Harry Carey often struck in his films, and that was done intentionally by John Wayne. Because he was having a stroke. Harry Carey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I smell burnt toast and I can't feel my left side. <laughs> right. I'm tasting pennies.
1: Good, it'd be a happy ending. Anyway, so oh,
0: and it was John Wayne's last film. Oh wow, I really like it now. Mm-hmm. Um, last bit of trivia, and this is a little bit of a story, so bear with me here.
1: Oh fuck! God damn so it.
0: the film is loosely inspired by actual events, and you'll see why I mean loosely in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1836, John a group Ford lost of, a pen. <laughs> in 1836. A group of Comanches abducted a white child named Cynthia Ann Parker, who was nine years old at the time. Mm-hmm. Cynthia was raised with them as a Comanche. She grew up. She was adopted into the tribe. She eventually married a Comanche chief, and they had a son. <laughs> they had a couple of children, but they had specifically they had a son who mm-hmm. was named who was named Quana Parker mm-hmm. um, in 1860 cynthia and one of her other younger children a daughter named topsana were quote unquote liberated by the u.s army mm-hmm. but cynthia didn't want to go right. because she cons- because she considered the comanche to be her people and she, she was a race traitor
1: exactly they said she was a race traitor
0: she'd gone native Mm-hmm. Um, and, but they, they took her away and, and, but she refused to assimilate back into white society. Mm-hmm. She was never accepting of this. She always wanted to return to the Comanche and, uh, 10 years after being taken from the Comanche, she committed suicide by starvation, mm-hmm. which I right. respect that's hardcore. Um, but that's not the end of the story. Okay. Her son, Quanah Parker, grew up to become a Comanche leader. And eventually, when the U.S. government just kind of came in and just took direct control of the tribes, mm-hmm. he was selected by by the U.S. government to be the leader of of the Comanche and to sort of be their representative in dealings with the U.S. government.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and he also became an actor and starred in several silent films in the 1900s, including a, a short from 1908 called The Bank Robbery, where he played himself. Now, in 1961, five years after The Searchers, John Ford made a film called Two Road Together, which featured Quana Parker as a character in the movie. And that film was also written by the same screenwriter who wrote The Searchers. And the actor that John Ford cast in that movie to play the character of Quana Parker was the same actor who plays Chief Scar in The Searchers.
1: Still, a white guy. Still a white
0: guy, yes. Still a white guy.
1: Still a German white guy.
0: A German Jewish white guy, yes.
1: Is he Jewish? Are you sure about
0: that? He's he's I think he is, yes. Henry, what's his name?
1: His real name? Heinrich well, von Kleinbach.
0: His his stage name is Henry Brandon.
1: Yes, his stage uh, name yes, is
0: Yes, he Henry. was he he, I think he was he was he was German Jewish, but uh he was definitely German.
1: Yes, he was definitely German.
0: If well, if you're saying his given name was Heinrich and yes, I would his say he's name was, his
1: his birth name was Heinrich von Kleinbach.
0: That's a German dude right there. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. That's a German dude. So anyway, that's that's my trivia.
1: Hooray. you want to know who made it, Steve?
0: Yeah. As if I don't know.
1: Yeah, I know. Jesus, it was directed by John Ford. He made movies like The Grapes of Wrath and How Green Is My Valley. I'm colorblind. Someone please help me. Everything's brown. It was originally a very long title. It's not uh, green. Yeah, and The Quiet Man, and he made tons and tons of other movies. A heavily influential oh, director, specifically so visually,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Not so much story-wise. <laughs> Sometimes, though, I think his best remembered movies are pretty decent story. I mean, My Darling Clementine has always been by a
1: accident.
0: <laughs> well, he wasn't a screenwriter; he was a director, so you know. Yeah, yeah. And he did make like a million movies a year. So, <laughs> and here's they the other thing: classics.
1: He was also an unashamed liberal and a war hero,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and a weirdo
0: kind of yeah, an eccentric. Let's say an ex- that an eccentric. an eccentric. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Screenplay by Frank S. Nugent. He also wrote uh, The Three Godfathers, Quiet Man, and Fort Apache, based on The Searchers, a 1954 novel by Alan LeMay. Someone must have picked that thing right up and said, Oh boy, can't wait to make this into a movie.
0: And then they did.
1: Thanks for filling that out, Steve. And Starring... everybody loved it. <laughs> All right, John Wayne is Ethan Edwards. I don't need to tell you who John Wayne is. And if I do, uh make you look stupid, and I'm not gonna do that to you.
0: If you are a man of a certain age, he is your father's favorite actor.
1: Never mind. How what age? Dead age. That's how what age you have to be now. You have to be dead. Or so old honestly, that you
0: thought honestly, you know, I think he's probably my dad my father's second favorite actor after Clint Eastwood.
1: You're kidding.
0: Oh, yeah, my damn my dad loves John Wayne. Boy. <laughs>
1: Have <laughs> you ever sat down and said, Dad? What's, what's you, with John Wayne? What do you like John you, Wayne for? You liking the pudding I brought over? Yeah. Comes with a price. Comes with a price, <laughs> yeah. Father.
0: Tell me about John Wayne.
1: Giving you this piece of paper and a pencil. I want you to write down why John Wayne is your favorite actor. Okay? <laughs> if you answer it correctly, not only will they leave the rest of the pudding, but... The cool (laughs) whip to put on top.
0: Ooh, you like that, don't you?
1: If you answer wrong, I'm shitting into this bowl of pudding. I'm mixing it around and I'm going to give it to one of your friends. So you better put something decent down, goddammit.
0: If I, I don't know, I don't know exactly what he would say if I were to ask him. Yeah if John Wayne was, why John Wayne was one of his favorite actors. But I will just say this, while I don't necessarily count John Wayne as one of my favorite actors, uh, I get it. Mm -hmm. Like, I totally get why he was such a big star. Why? Um, Especially after, especially if you watch this movie, I totally get it. He was, he had a particular type and he was not the most versatile actor. He was very Uh limited in terms of what he could do. Mm-hmm. But just like we talked about last time with Field of Dreams and Kevin Costner, if you if you put him in the right role mm-hmm. and the right character, yeah, um, you know he could absolutely kill it. Hey, you know
1: how are you? No, I know I'm early. Usually, I don't call you until about oh, yeah. four o'clock Three. my time, maybe five o'clock could, my time. Listen, I wanted to ask you a really quick question because it came up during the show. Um, and Steve is ple- pleading ignorant to the answer. Um, uh, John Wayne is your favorite actor?
0: Why are you yeah. calling my dad during the show?
1: Shut up, Steve. Um, let's... let's see. No, no, that's what he said. Yeah, I'm just curious. Uh huh. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, it's okay. If you, you need to get uh, some Kleenex, that's fine. Okay. Do
0: we, do we have to do this like while we're recording? Yeah, we're doing show? while
1: we're recording. Just be quiet. Let, your dad needs to go get some He's a little broken up, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm held you in in his big strong arms no i can I, I can see that i can definitely see that and they looked almost exactly alike uh-huh okay no i bet it was rough yeah oh it was rough until he grew a beard okay well no that makes perfect sense all right i'll call you back after the show's done like usual all right bye
0: anywho was that ne- was that was that necessary was jeffrey really necessary? hunter as
1: martin polly <sighs> you know him from the movie king of kings he was and, jesus and nothing else right steve that- he didn't. He,
0: he certainly didn't star in an unused pilot for a, a somewhat popular <laughs> science fiction series it's called star trek you know his career never blew up no which is surprising because he was i mean he, he was not a bad actor and he was a good looking dude wrong place but wrong he just time. never yeah he just never and he just never got the right project i guess you know
1: we wound up doing uh what a lot of actors did once the studios started falling apart and contract players started falling yeah that whole thing started to disappear you know, he did some European films. In fact, it was on the set of a European film that got him killed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they he got a concussion from an exploding window. You know, he went home. The doctors did what American doctors do, which was misdiagnose him until it was too late. And then he
0: fucking died. <sighs> he miles did not, come back, He did not come back three days later.
1: No, he'd be alive now if he had taken that Star Trek. They offered him the Star Trek job
0: yeah. again for yeah. the second pilot.
1: And he said, no. He was asking for too much money, but he'd be alive now, probably, green, maybe, green. whatever, whatever. Vera Miles is Laurie yorgos and she was in Psycho. Ward Bond as Reverend Captain Samuel Johnson Clayton. You know him. He was in A Wonderful Life. He was He was the cop. And he was the star of
0: Wagon Train.
1: Whatever. Uh, Natalie Wood as adult Debbie Edwards. We know Natalie Wood from Miracle on 34th Street and in um rebel, uh, what without was a it? Cause. rebel without a cause uh, and west side story west side story and yeah. being drowned by her husband
0: so allegedly John
1: Quayland, whatever i don't care what out does
0: christopher walken you? know that's what i want to know why doesn't he talk probably he knows nothing. something probably nothing
1: probably he was probably asleep
0: he was probably asleep or drunk or
1: yeah probably all of them were
0: helping robert wagner think of what they were going to tell the cops
1: or getting a blow job and from, from robert right.
0: wagner and they were both drunk and... <laughs> who knows we don't know what happened on that oh, boat. That, took, that became so many different kinds of slander at the same time i
1: know but i the, the best part about it is i'm not serious and it's uh, a joke it's
0: all a joke
1: I'm not forwarding that as the possibility of what was going on on the boat when not Natalie Wood drunkenly theory. fell off it.
0: Yeah, this the the, the 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 easiest explanation is probably the correct. The one, easiest to be explanation honest. is probably,
1: yeah. and I'm not saying this is true, that they were all fairly loaded yeah. and she fell off the boat. And if you're asleep. You don't hear the voice trailing away behind the
0: boat. Do you know who I think was actually responsible? Who? Fatty Arbuckle.
1: There you go. The ghost of Fatty. He came up like Jason at the end of Friday the 13th and grabbed her. Pulled her her into
0: the water. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: we are going to get sued. John Qualen is Lars Jorgensen. Too much to name. Olive Carey is Mrs. Jorgensen. Too much to name. Henry Brandon as chief as chief made up name chief scar. or scar played by as i've mentioned before heinrich von kleinbach
0: <laughs> that legendary comanche actor
1: i fucking hate it i fucking hate that <laughs> i hate the role i hate the fact that they cast a white dude to play that play, play that part I fucking god damn it um Ken Curtis is Charlie Macquarie. He was also in Gunsmoke. Yeah, Matthew? He, he was an actor. I know you can't tell from his performance in this movie that he was. He really did look like a three-year-old reading cue cards most of the time. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. But but after after Gunsmoke became a huge hit, I mean he he also, I think, eventually became a producer.
1: Oh dear fuck. Harry yeah. Carey Jr. as Brad Jorgensen. Hey, Harry Carey Jr.'s in this. Hey, that's when you only commit a little bit of suicide, Antonio <laughs> Antonio Moreno as Emilio Gabriel Fernandez y Figueroa lots of movies too much Hank warden as Mose Harper too much to just
0: so many movies, yeah. yeah, all of these all of these and yeah,
1: he is an act, he is an actor, he got paid to do this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: To ask for a rocking chair,
1: (laughs) and yeah, once again, it seemed like a three-year-old who was who was given lines. I mean, geez, Louise Dorothy Jordan as Martha Edwards, lots of stuff. Pippa Scott as Lucy Edwards, lots of stuff. Patrick Wayne as Lieutenant Greenhill, John Wayne's son. Yep. Yep. What else? How do you think he got the part? he was the host of tic tac Dough. <laughs> fuck you nepotism once daddy was dead you well, had no help with your career
0: I, I was gonna say though that last credit the tic tac doe thing suggests that nepotism will get you far but only well, so far only so
1: far only <laughs> as far as your parents are alive lana wood as young debbie edwards and that natalie woods little kid sister mm-hmm. and if you want to see her boobies she did boobie movies <laughs> 1970s just look her up make sure you're clicking on the ones where she's a grown-up yeah she oh really wow big or anything because you know i try to look at these people's professional afterwards i was hoping that she escaped the monster but unfortunately just just walked deeper into its mouth after so and robert Leiden as ben edwards Cinematography by Winton C. Hoch. He's also done The Quiet Man. She wore a yellow ribbon. Um, just a lot of movies. Edited by John Jack Ford Murray. Movies. Ford movies. Music by Max Steiner. Too many movies to fucking oh, list.
0: Every, like every movie <laughs> before 1950, <laughs> practically. Yeah. yeah.
1: Production company, C.V. Whitney Pictures. Distributed by Warner Brothers. Release date, May 16th, 1956. Running time. Too fucking long. Sorry, 119 minutes. Budget, 3.75 million. Adjusted for inflation, 41.6 million. I do not have its box office. No one gave me that. So now Steve and I are going to put on our chaps. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to butch ourselves up. We're 11.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh.
1: Ride around on horses, kiss each other while we're riding.
0: Yeah, like men, like real men.
1: While shooting Indians and high-fiving.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Genocide for the win. Whoop-a-doo. Yay.
1: Let's well, me and you ride into the world of the searchers, Steve. Yeah. Please. Mm-hmm. Please open the door. It's dark in here.
0: Okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. There we go.
1: We get an opening, we get the, we get credits.
0: There's credit, Simple credits, just over like a background.
1: I know it's over like a painted background of bricks. Yeah, they couldn't yeah. find a brick wall to put this in front of.
0: I feel like maybe it was last minute. John Ford was like, "I need bricks."
1: <laughs> well, you don't get any.
0: Oh, god no. damn it, motherfucking cocksuckers! Easy, Mister Ford. Motherfucker. He's crying. <laughs> I, just, I, make I just wanted
1: some fucking bricks. Fuck all the na- all the nazis I killed i can't even get <laughs> a brick wall
0: i come back from a goddamn world war and all i want is a goddamn brick wall to shoot my credit <laughs> sequence over it i can't even get the goddamn brick wall i asked for
1: <sighs> anyway we get a silhouette door shot that's right mom what's her face coming out It's uh,
0: yeah desert it's yeah oh it's 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 the wilderness it's the west country It's It's not
1: Texas. You know, it's It's supposed
0: to be. It's Monument Valley, but it's supposed to be. Monument
1: Valley. Where's that, Steve?
0: California. Is it? I thought so. Or or is it it Arizona?
1: I think Monument Valley is in Utah. Utah? Yeah. I don't think we got that
0: too. No, it's Arizona. It's Arizona. Okay. Oh, that's good. It's
1: even farther away than the way I thought it was.
0: <laughs> you don't want Monument Valley? You're like, give it. I don't want it. Take it away. Well, no,
1: no, 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 no. I mean, I thought maybe it was close to Texas, but it's not.
0: Oh, it all looks the same. It's the Southwest. No, it doesn't. Have you? No, I've never been. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be talking so much shit about Texas on all your little
1: podcasts and all your, all your little
0: <laughs> YouTube shows. Yeah. <laughs> my problem isn't with texas my problem is with a large portion of the people who live there
1: okay well my problem is with texas the landscape it don't look like
0: this <laughs> well they're supposed to be in texas and anyway yes, ma like scrub desert
1: ah their ugly ass children all come the out little
0: kids
1: because they see who riding up. it's oh it's uncle ethan and Uncle Ethan hey. is returning from the Civil War three years yeah, later. Yeah, and so guess again. Been... He fought on the he fought on the Union side, so we don't have any problems with that, right, Steve?
0: Well, the opposite of that.
1: Oh, he he's actually still wearing his Confederate uniform.
0: Yeah. Oh, great. He still ha- and he, he makes a point a little bit later to say he even still has his saber. He didn't turn in his saber like oh, he was supposed to. Oh, he's going to give
1: that to his nephew. He's wearing his long coat with his officers bar. He's saying hi to the all the children. None of this matters. They're all dead. Every single one of them is fucking dead in ten
0: minutes. <laughs> don't don't get attached. Is what don't we're get saying. attached don't to a single one. Don't get attached it's to his, any of these people.
1: It's his brother Cletus, his his brother his, Cletus. His his niece Cletus. <laughs> and his his nephew Cletus. The wife who's I don't remember her name. What's her name? Who cares? Martha. And, of course, the littlest one, Debbie.
0: Debbie. Little little Little,
1: Debbie. Little little Debbie.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) You, You awful, awful man.
1: I did, not, I did not have a good time. I mean, it follows.
0: That. It follows. You know, you're making the reference, but it's Little just unfortunate is what of cream. it is. What do you want? It's, it's, unfo- not a lie. it's very unfortunate that you felt the need to say that.
1: Yeah. If I said Little Debbie Cakes full of shit, that's a slanderous yeah. lie against the product. It's a so
0: slanderous against some delicious snack cakes. <laughs> that's right. And delicious yeah. is questionable.
1: Well, some for, waxy uh, for the price. Yeah. <laughs> <snack cakes. laughs>
0: Given the cost and the manufacturing process, just saying, I have to
1: write little Debbie on sponsors will never get now.
0: (laughs) And now, a break from our for a word from our sponsor. You know, little Little Debbie, Debbie (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding, they didn't sponsor this,
1: little Debbie. (laughs) Our wax tastes more like chocolate than the other guys. Anyway, he shows up. They've yeah. got a house. There's yeah. some implications there that maybe he robbed a bank.
0: He's got money from someplace that he's not talking about where he got it from. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and who yeah. comes riding up? Um, it's Martin, right? Yeah, yeah. Martin, we, who is we, like who is like an adopted son of yeah. of Aaron of of yeah of this family.
1: And he's and, one and eighth what
0: one eighth Cherokee.
1: One eighth Cherokee, and that's enough blood for uh, Ethan for e- to be racist.
0: Ethan, Ethan don't like that, yeah. And he lets he he lets everybody know,
1: yeah. He keeps reminding him that he's not part of the family. Stop calling yeah. me Uncle Ethan.
0: Yeah. Stop.
1: Just stop it. I'm, I'm a filthy fucking racist. I'm and the a central bad person. I'm a yeah. bad person. And then after they eat all of their slop. Um you know, uh the oldest Cletus girl shows off her pendant, which turns her skin green. And so then Debbie asks for a pendant and she he says, gives, What do you got for me? And he goes, Here, here's here's some fucking worthless gold that I got from the Confederacy yeah. for I don't <laughs> know killing as many colored people as i possibly could in one round i don't know what the awards for
0: here's something that will be recognizable when the audience sees it much later
1: yeah but here's here it is i got it for something heinous that i did for the confederate army
0: i probably did some war crimes and this is like the general lee medal mm-hmm. of honor and here you go yeah
1: and at this point i can't tell oh and he gives the saber to to the young
0: to younger the Cletus. yeah and then everyone's <laughs> cletus got cletus the younger
1: Cletus the younger And then he has a talk with his brother about something. I don't know. He's upset. At this point, you can't tell if he's angry at all of them or what he's been through. And guess what? We don't get to find out.
0: There's tension between them. Yeah,
1: it's later mentioned. Ward Bond mentions that, hey,
0: you didn't happen to rob any banks or anything. Yeah, well, because because when Ward Bond, that's I think that's the next that's the next day or the that's next when scene, Ward Bond when we, and his
1: gaggle of yeah. assholes show up.
0: Yeah, Ward Bond shows up and he's a Texas Ranger and also a reverend. Mm-hmm. And so when he sees that Ethan is back around, yeah, that's when he asks him, he says, hey, you didn't happen. You wouldn't happen to know anything about some banks that were robbed over the last three years since you've been gone. And um, and that's when Ethan says, are you asking as a ranger or as a reverend? So and he says, I'm asking
1: as someone who wants some money. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Give me. I
0: want some of that money if you've got some because they don't pay me very much.
1: Mm-hmm. but it's okay they all come in they all sit down they all start eating their food somehow Ma Cletus, <laughs> they just help
0: themselves to whatever this yeah. has
1: made donuts from scratch um and this is where really miracle worker mose who's an idiot and um what's his name
0: jorgison who's right, who was actually who is who is like the next he's the neighbor he's the nearest in the,
1: movie, in the movie he's swedish yeah. I would like to point out that the people who made this movie need to go in front of a war tri- crime tribunal because they made a, a Norwegian man betray a Swedish man, and I won't tolerate <laughs> that.
0: He wept bitterly in his trailer after every, every day. fucking night.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so there he deputizes uh,
0: Paul. He deputizes, deputizes Paul Cletus yeah, and and, and, and yeah. what's and Martin name? and and, and Martin. Ethan. Because uh, Lars, they're they're there. They've got the posse together because someone has run off a bunch of Lars's cattle.
1: Mm -hmm. It takes them exactly two seconds to accuse the Comanche.
0: Yeah, they assume it's the Comanche. And so they're going to go find them cattle rustlers.
1: Mhm. And we're like, oh, boy, that'll be great." He doesn't swear though. He no. doesn't take the oath.
0: No, yeah, because he said he because he said well he he said I'm not taking an oath because it wouldn't be legal anyway because mm-hmm. the way I see it a man's only good for one oath at a time and the I still am meaning to keep the last oath I took which was to the Confederacy.
1: Well, good for and you. And you like, fucking like, well, pile
0: of shit. Enjoy, well, let let me know how that works out for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: good that means i can shoot you in your fucking face the next time i see you you fucking secesh asshole prick. (laughs)
0: you fucking (laughs) such asshole
1: anyway they're all gonna go but uh uh-oh um what's her face the girl the teenage girl what's her name what is her name the older girl
0: Uh, who cares uh lucy lucy lucy
1: lucy's upset because she looks like she's 35 pretending to be a teenager and she's in love with a man who looks like he's 65 who's dying his hair and that yes. guy is lucky is that lucky no what's his name
0: um who cares he's,
1: Jorg- he's, he's a, jorgensen's son He's
0: jorgensen's son. yeah is it brad who cares i don't know but yeah it's your it's not your, seeing the end son. of
1: this movie either one of them how about that <laughs> that's,
0: that's true but yeah they're they're like engaged or something so mm-hmm. yeah
1: and they're like Okay, we're all going to ride out and we're all going to go. We're going to find out what's going on. This isn't stupid, is it? Sending everyone is, with guns away? Is this? We're dumb? all
0: leaving. We're all is, leaving.
1: <laughs> is this really dumb to just leave everything to be defended by little children? Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Then we get the shots that John Ford is famous for, which is sticking his oh, camera yeah. someplace and just shooting it.
0: That's it. And letting the landscape speak for itself.
1: How well known would John Ford be if America didn't exist? I mean, if this landscape did not exist,
0: less well known, yeah, I think we could safely say less well known.
1: Anyway, cut to interminable repeated scenes of them riding around and then stopping and talking and pointing out, "Oh, there's a trail." Oh, well, look over there, and then they ride up, and all the cattle have been killed, and uh-oh, because they're fucking not professionals, the Comanches realize, yeah. left their spears, which they'd never do because <laughs> it's not like they have a fucking beer factory back at, their, back at their camp.
0: Well, no, because they'd have to, you know, set it back up every time they make camp in a new place, and it just wouldn't mm-hmm. be practical. Um, Steve? But no, what, what they... Y- yes.
1: Native Americans did not leave their weapons or arrows behind for a reason. But in this pig-ignorant, dumb-fucking-racist <clears throat> movie, they have to leave these spears behind so that John Wayne can get his anger
0: up, right? So that they can realize what has happened, which is that the right. the the cattle have been stolen as a as a diversionary tactic to draw the men out into the in, into the wilderness and away from their homesteads. Right, and they so fell the, for
1: it—the bunch of fucking rubes.
0: <laughs> so that the evil, bloodthirsty Comanche can ride in. That's right. Led by Scott. Yeah. So they they don't know whose home is being targeted because it's Mm -hmm. uh, Ethan's brother's place and Lars's place are both the closest to this area. But Lars's place is the closest to where they are now. So Ward Bond says, okay, we're going to go right over to Lars's place because it's the closest. Mm -hmm. And if it's not the one being attacked, then we're going to head over to your brother's place right away. And And Martin says, says, I'm
1: going directly to our house and Ethan says, well, you can't get there. The horses need to be
0: yeah. need to be we uh fed and watered and rested fed and, watered so, and
1: rested yeah. before we can go. Uh it's you're stupid for leaving. Fuck you, goodbye. And yeah. so uh Ethan and uh Moose or Moose yeah. stay behind. Cut back to the good old homestead, dogs barking at something. Yeah. There's
0: there's he trouble keeps, out there
1: he keeps hearing nature sounds outside yeah and he's like there's nature sounds outside that you know what that means that means we're about to get killed we're about to get attacked yeah by, by those damn Comanche and uh as soon as Lucy hears that she screams and they're getting ready and and so they take little Debbie they fill her full of cream and they push her out the window
0: (laughs) they shove her out the window and say go hide on your grandma's grave
1: go hide on your grandma's
0: grave (laughs) okay when
1: when you see what that is it doesn't make much sense to hide there but okay it's not a
0: very good hiding place it's just a grave out in the open but go ahead go hide there
1: dog comes up starts barking at her and then some white guy walks up. I'm sorry, but I look at him and it's like he's just a he tan white yeah. guy. He's
0: a he's a white guy with a with a tan and yeah. And, and uh and then bad things happen to, and he's Scar. to the family. He, that's no, Scar. he walks he's up dear. to her
1: he walks up to her before Oh, they, he walks up to attacked. Debbie, yes. Nothing yeah. happens
0: to Debbie, but he walks up to Debbie and then mm-hmm. we and, and then I guess then we we cut ahead. He to, blows a horn. Yeah, he blows a horn, which is the kill everybody signal. And yeah. And then we cut to later, and Ethan and Mose and Martin are arriving back at They're riding the farm. They back.
1: They ride past Martin, whose horses, I guess, exploded yeah. on its way in, um, and they don't stop for him. And
0: then they they, um, they 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 crest the ridge, and they look down at the farm, and uh oh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru have been killed by stormtroopers. Yep. yep. There's smoke <laughs> rising up. Um.
1: But what they realize is that there's a couple of bodies missing.
0: Yes. Uh, Ethan finds there's a scene where Ethan finds uh, Martha's body in one of the outbuildings. And apparently mm-hmm. she's been so horribly mutilated that he won't even let Martin look at her. Like Martin wants to see. Right. Like, Martin he wants he to like, see. And so John Wayne knocks him out <laughs> instead yeah, of letting him, him out. see he's like, Don't let him in there no matter what you do.
1: And then they have a funeral in which he even is so impatient to start killing that he tells him just say amen and
0: put an amen to it mm-hmm.
1: and uh this is when we kind of meet martin's girlfriend
0: Lori, who is Lori. You know, the jorgensen who's the jorgensen's daughter
1: long-suffering Lori is like what oh, i like boy is she her.
0: yes good she, old she...
1: lsl and she's the daughter <laughs> of the U- Of the Organsons.
0: Of the Organsons, yes.
1: And, of course, they've formed up a posse to go hunt down those dang Comanche.
0: Right, because they're hoping to find them so that uh, Lucy and Debbie will still be alive.
1: Nope, not not everybody huh steve well ethan
0: no ethan assumes ethan Ethan is assuming the worst from the beginning ethan is gonna kill them and says well well, what happens is ethan assumes that they will they will probably keep debbie alive and raise her as one of their own until she's old enough Mm -hmm. and then at that point to be married and then at that point in ethan's mind she's Unsavable. You know, yeah, she's like, well, unsavable. too late.
1: As far as I'm concerned, as from what I learned from Ethan throughout this whole movie, he considers both of them unsavable at this point. Which is going to bring us to a crucial prop plot point. They write They ride yeah. up and they find a grave. Right.
0: They find a, a Comanche grave. Yeah.
1: A Comanche grave. Yeah. Everyone's all upset. um Some people are trying to be respectful. To the Bond product. is
0: trying to be respectful of the. Yeah, and 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 mm-hmm. John Wayne is like fuck him, and he shoots both of his eyes out. Yeah. And it's he's like, now he'll way, wander uh, the afterlife. <laughs> yeah, forever. Ha, ha, ha. Welcome.
1: And I'm like, well, we can't stick around here. Let's keep going. And so that's what they do. I mean, Jesus Christ. This is called the searcher's ain't it?
0: They do a lot of searching. What'd you expect?
1: Mm-hmm. Come to a pond. They can hear the uh, Comanche calling to and from one another. And then they're riding along, and up comes a scout. And behind the scout... On one side of them, on the left-hand side of them Comes an entire party And they're riding in a line And they're like, okay, everyone can sit, calm Just fucking chill, everyone chill But then on the right-hand side comes another party Right? Yeah And we get to see uh, Scar put his war bonnet on Yeah One of the only things that I really like about this Is that uh, the reverend ties his hat to his head With (laughs) a handkerchief,
0: yeah Yeah
1: and then they ride off, they they cross a river, and then they all hunker down to shoot, and then they shoot at them, and then they decide, we won't cross the river. That's a bad idea, after they killed a few of us, and they go away, right? One I think as a
0: after, a, yeah, after the Comanche attack, John Wayne, Ethan, kind of turns on Ward Bond and says, "You know, you let us, you got us surrounded. You let us into this. It's all your fault. I'm not taking orders from you anymore. You go and do whatever Kinda. you want, but I'm, I'm splitting off on my own, and I'm going to find those girls. And so, but they got to take of the rest. They got to yeah. take
1: Jorgensen back because he's hurt.
0: That's true. Yeah. So most of the rest of the posse rides off." In that except direction. for martin and, and, and martin uh, and and mose and ethan or not, not oh, mose, mose Brad, the, do- the, the son Brad. the the, mm-hmm. the yeah Brad they they stay as a group and they're going to keep tracking the comanche mm-hmm. and try to find uh the girls and they get they to find a spot they say soon. oh
1: four of them rode off that way and the rest of them rode off that way i'm gonna ride off and i'm going to follow the trail he comes back he seems upset
0: yeah right he doesn't say why at first, he but doesn't he just say seems why. really upset about something that he saw when he was riding on his Ethan. Mm. We mean, that when he was riding on his own, yeah.
1: And then that night, he tells them that he found her body, right?
0: Yeah, well, because they see the uh, Brad scouts a little bit ahead and comes running back, and he's all excited because he's like, yeah. "I found, I found the Comanche, and I, I, I saw Lucy. I saw her dress, so it must have been her." And that's when. Ethan says, You didn't see Lucy. You saw a Comanche wearing her dress. Lucy's mm-hmm. dead. I found her in the canyon when mm-hmm. I was, you know, riding early. That's why I was so now, upset. I wasn't going to tell you about it.
1: So, in my opinion, in my opinion, he killed her.
0: You think so? Yeah. Well, then how did the Comanche get her dress? He already
1: took it. He found her so, raped so, and naked. So she and was, she was so you're her. saying
0: e- Ethan found her still alive and he killed her.
1: Raped and naked, right. And he killed her. Yeah. Because that's how he thinks. We've give, been given no other reason to think that it would be something different, right? It's,
0: I mean, it's possible, <laughs> but 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 we it, we're also shown in this movie that the Comanche are that brutal. I mean, the fact the the idea that, that they killed her is not out of the you know is not out of the question. It's oh, no, it's not out of the question. It's, it's, that it's in they line may with have, how they're portrayed they in this movie. They may
1: have killed her. Why they kept her alive for that long? Who knows? But in my opinion. He found whether she was alive or dead, he would have killed her because that's. Oh, I
0: think that follows with his characterization up to this point, for sure. I, yeah, hate I don't him. think that's unreasonable.
1: I hate him. I hate him. I do not like him. Anyway, so he tells them that and uh, Goober decides, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go rushing <laughs> off into the camp. And then he gets killed. They ride around and then all of a sudden it's snowing. They still haven't found the camp. And then they find another ranch. No, they return to the Organsons. That's how long right. have, how long have they been
0: gone at this point? They've been gone about a year. They've been gone two years, two years, two fucking
1: years wandering around Texas. I mean, there's what nothing are they, else to do? What have they got the show for it?
0: Nothing. Bupkis.
1: Zero. The daughter is so horny that she walks into uh, Martin's Martin, who's taking a bath. Right. Mm-hmm. She don't care. And she's you, like, she's give me that brother. D
0: I, give me that fucking dick.
1: She said, I have a brother. Yeah, I was like Don anymore. You don't. Yeah, well, you, you,
0: you kind of did. You you used to brother. have one. Now mm-hmm. he they, belongs to the to the wild, my dear. Yeah, he that dick you saw—they their...
1: bl- they shot it off. Anyway, <laughs> <so they're... laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it yeah. turns out the Jorgensen's got a letter for uh, Ethan. Right, like six months ago, and... from a guy
0: at a nearby trading post yeah, who claims to have snake Whale traded... Dan. And, dad, who claims gotta... to have traded. He she said he traded with Comanches recently and mm-hmm. bought a child's dress that he thinks might have been Debbie's. Right. So it's a clue. And,
1: and it's got a little piece of it. And the old woman's like, yes, I do. Re- I do recognize that. Meanwhile, the horny daughter is like, just stay here and marry me so we can pluck or something, please. And he's like, no, this is my family. Even though even after two years of them traveling together, Ethan's still an asshole to this kid. He's still yes. an asshole to this kid. Yes,
0: well, he's a, he's still, he's an asshole to everybody. I mean, he's just no. That's that's yeah. kind of true. He's an asshole to everybody. Next morning, she's all
1: dressed up. She's got her hair all ponytailed up. She's wearing man's clothes.
0: Oh, she's wearing pants. Oh, mm. yeah
1: they get They get in a little bit of a tiff. she knocks him over onto the chair. He can't read, which is one of the right. things I mean, no, he can read, he just doesn't read that he's well. He's not
0: a good reader, yeah
1: In point of fact, they make sure that they let you know that literacy wasn't that big of a thing in the old West, because there are plenty of people mm-hmm. who do read well. There are lots of lots more people who don't read that well, mm-hmm. but uh, he decides he's going with Ethan. She gets pissed off. She says, "Take my horse." take, I'm my, rifle. Gonna, take my rifle she throws a rifle at him
0: you take if you're gonna go then go
1: they ride out to this general store and blackie comes up and goes yeah i saw this dress Wah, give me all the money i want two hundred dollars and he's like well i'll give you this amount of money and if you find her i'll off, give you
0: the rest yeah
1: i'll give well, you the rest and he's like <laughs> <laughs> and he twirls his mustache and and uh, they go out and then uh, ethan sets up a trap
0: yes because they, they make camp.
1: After attempting to set, to set Martin on fire several times.
0: He keeps he, throwing uh, wood on the fire. And Martin's like, stop throwing wood on the fire.
1: It's more than doing that. He's like knocking logs off that are rolling yeah. onto him. Yeah,
0: well, because Martin is laying right next to the fire. And Ethan yeah. is throwing wood on it from like 10 feet away. So it's mm-hmm. not like he's carefully building, tending the fire. He's like whipping logs at the fire when he's laying yep. right next to it.
1: So then Martin says, just leave me alone. And so he lays down. And uh, when he thinks he's asleep or not, he uh, rolls up his his blankets and puts his hat on it to make it look like someone's there. And then, uh uh-oh, Blackheart McStore owner shows up with a couple (laughs) other guys and they're making to shoot him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's an ambush.
1: John Wayne shoots the one guy who's going to shoot him, Martin Blackheart in the back. And then uh Ethan kills the other not Ethan, Martin kills the other two. Ethan kills the first guy, and then yeah. Martin kills the other two guys. And I was like, oh, oh, it's a trap. So that lead went nowhere. Cut back he gets to the his or- money back. <laughs> cut back to the Organsons farm. And howdy duty has showed up.
0: Ah uh, yes, he's come a courtin. As as I've
1: as come a courtin. I brought you her. some flowers. I've brought her some flowers. How? What? I took it's them the from a desert. funeral. <laughs> First of all, first of all, these are hothouse flowers. Where the fuck did they come from?
0: What are you I talking feel, about? I feel like you're asking a few <laughs> too many questions about boiled sweets.
1: Well, that's appropriate. Where did you get fresh cut fucking flowers, you fucking weirdo? I, I, I just have, I've got them. <laughs>
0: you the you sure are pretty.
1: <laughs> anyway, he shows up. He's got a boner for what's her name.
0: For Laurie, but yeah. For
1: Laurie. Um, they get a letter, and boy, oh boy, someone needs to coach Martin on how to write a fucking letter and how not to bury a lead. <laughs> this is like one of the most infuriating parts of this fucking movie, because he tells a story about how they ran into a group of, I can't remember which tribe was this. Oh, I can't remember. This is where they find Look.
0: Yeah, who he accidentally buys himself a wife, Martin yeah, does. Yeah. Because that happens. Mother, f- motherfucker.
1: God. Because he traded hats for a blanket. Yeah. And think- the blanket it, came with a wife. No, the blanket apparently came with a wife because they're inbred primitives who don't do not do things. Uh, Steve?
0: I understand. I understand.
1: Anyway, hilarity ensues. as She's following behind him.
0: And he abuses and her to try to get her to run away.
1: We learn that John Wayne can't convincingly laugh anyway his flap is so fucking fake he it does so like fake. i said
0: like i said he has an emotional range as an actor and you know he's not always there
1: anyway he's relating this in the letter and she gets so upset that she throws the letter in the fireplace thankfully they grab it out before it burns up yeah. you know johnny goober is like well i guess that means that you're free for me to married and pregnant. i'm 56
0: <laughs> i'm finally gonna spread my seed
1: <laughs> but they they get the letter back and she starts reading the rest of it and uh it's basically about how they abuse this poor woman I she you know he goes up he lays down in his bed she goes up she lays down in his bed he kicks her
0: down he kicks the hill. Her down a hill with both feet like front mule kicks her down a hill <laughs>
1: But then she gives up some info about something
0: scar. She's heard yeah, of scar.
1: Pretending that there's, there's scar. And then he also mentioned that back at the back at the uh Native Americans camp that they got all quiet when they were talking about scar. Yeah. They wake up and she's drawn out a great big arrow in rocks mm-hmm. for for them to follow, I guess. Yeah. Right? And then they travel to winter and
0: it's a long trip.
1: Ethan, Ethan has a psychotic episode.
0: Oh, this is with the Buffalo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They, they, they're, they initially they're for the, some meat. they want meat because they're living off the land, you know, and they shoot one Buffalo and Martin's like, all right, cool. That should do us for a mm-hmm. while. And Ethan just keeps shooting Buffalo and Martin's like, what are you doing? And Martin or Ethan has gone nuts. And his idea is he wants to kill as many buffalo as he can, because every buffalo he kills is one less buffalo that will feed the Comanche.
1: And now you know why the buffalo. nearly <laughs> <went> extinct. <laughs> what
0: happened to all the buffalo that used to be there? Oh, this, Aside from this. Our
1: killing them just to cut out their tongue. It was yeah. also there was a legitimate tactic behind it saying, well, they depend on the yeah. buffalo. Let's just kill off all the buffalo. That'll that'll have no ramifications for our environment. We're white people, and we know best. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, we cut to a train of Union soldiers, and it appears that they have a whole lot of Native American women with them. Yes. They come up to a camp, and
0: everybody's dead. Including Look. Look is there.
1: Yeah. Look is dead as well. Yeah. And uh, he comes up with the blanket that he bought for her, with her, whatever it was. Along with her uh-huh and it turned out this was not the work of of big bad man this was the work of uh of uh union soldiers yes and they've captured all the women they're taking them somewhere back to the fort
0: they're taking right? them back to the fort and they go and so ethan and martin go there thinking that maybe one of the because among among the the captured uh comanche are mm-hmm. are also some some white people that including a doll
1: a doll from yeah,
0: yeah, and and so they're thinking, well, maybe Debbie is one of the the white girls that they found, and she's not. But they, you know, they show they them the white anyway. women,
1: and one of them's crazy.
0: One of them has apparently gone completely nuts. Yeah.
1: The other one, I guess, has gone native too, but she's not nuts. Yeah. And then they go and they find two girls. One of them is really nuts, and the other one is clinging to the really nuts one, because yes. because. Because it's That's that what happens, movement, I guess. Just
0: people, white people, get captured by Indians, and they just go nuts. They just completely go nuts.
1: And then they go and they take a look at a dead lady. Yeah.
0: Right. And, and Ethan's like, "Thanks for showing me that, but it really doesn't cheer mm-hmm. me up. I'm, you know."
1: Thanks. You know, I would. Uh, I was secession. I want to kill all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, they get another letter explaining what was going on, right? Right. No, no. That's the end of the letter.
0: No, this has all been Martin's letter. Yeah. Yeah. That catches us up to what they've been doing over, I guess, over the last couple of Mm -hmm. years, really. Um,
1: And then Goober takes out his guitar and starts singing her a song. And like, I want to take my cactus Pringle in your dangle. And then we we (laughs) transition to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Lori reaches for a jug with three X's drawn on it. And just turns that fucker upside down. Mm-hmm.
1: And then they're in New Mexico. They go into a bar that says saloon on it. The bartender points at them and says, we don't want their kind in here. No droids. Anyway, <laughs> so guess who's there, Steve? My favorite well, bad actor ever.
0: It's, Mo's. it's Moses. Moe's is there.
1: And Moe's has some information. And yeah. all he wants is a rocket chair. He don't want no payment. He just want no. a rocking chair and a horse and yeah. maybe a slave girl for him to have. Shut up. Don't ask me why. Maybe. And maybe. maybe if you've got
0: one lying around, I'll take one.
1: Mm-hmm. But there's a guy there, very well put together, most interesting man in the world. Yes. By the name of yes. whatever his a, name is.
0: A Mexican gentleman who is like, I know where mm-hmm. Scar is.
1: His name is Emilio Gabriel Fernandez y Figueroa.
0: Ah, see and he see. says,
1: hey, I think I know where Scar is. I can take you to go see him. Let's drink some more tequila. Um, Mose is all excited about his rocket chair, and that's pretty much it. They get cigars, and you know, basically, a scene that could have taken like maybe 10 minutes, just keeps going on and on.
0: Um, you know what I like about it? I like the incredibly nonsensical way in which we, we see while they're, while Mose and Ethan are doing that, Martin is in another room eating. Eating beans. And he has, the way he eats the beans is, he has the beans on a plate in front yeah. of him and he eats them with a spoon. And then he takes like a completely dry, undressed tortilla and mm-hmm. just shoves it in his face. And, and just shoves like, it
1: in his face because he's a fucking gringo. He just there's, another do this, there's another way you can
0: do this, man. There's <laughs> another way you could do this.
1: Meanwhile, a woman, apropos of nothing, is just dancing with the little clicky-clack things. I yeah, don't
0: know yeah. Yeah. She's in Martin, to get, I think. She's yeah, trying Martin, to
1: get yeah. Martin's attention. She finally he just gives up and decides to sit down and eat with him um ethan comes in and says we're leaving then he throws an entire glass full of tequila onto their stove which sets everything on, Who fire. Sets it on fire
0: hey you need a way out of a scene that's a way out of a scene
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now we travel down to where you know the bad guys are they ride into the village and who's there steve scar scar and he's like he's Hi. like how you doing hey dudes what's going on and he's they're like he's like i'm i won't kill you a lot but he doesn't they <laughs> decide to go into the tent right they go,
0: yeah because they they're ostensibly the here to trade like they're not i think it's mm-hmm. it's it's implied that scar knows who they are and why they're mm-hmm. here but that's not spoken of openly the pretense is we're just here to trade with you
1: but so. they go into the they go into the tent and he's like hey we're gonna have someone show you all these scalps
0: check them out isn't that
1: cool but who's the person that hands them the scalps
0: oh my god i think that's debbie
1: oh my god she's like it's been seven years so she's 19
0: sure i think it's actually been five years supposedly it's been five years
1: so she's 17
0: now she's 17
1: they leave and and uh the Mexican guy goes, well, bye, and leaves. And this is when Ethan tells her, yeah, I'm going to shoot her. I'm yeah. going to kill her. She's and she's she's coming. She just came over the dune and is running towards them. And it's like, oh, right. good. She because she rem-
0: she recognized them. She she knows, yeah. she knows knew who they were. And yeah, she remembers and she, and, and she's actually, she's coming to tell them to leave. Like, she's not coming to, to go with them. She's, mm-hmm. she's like, she, Scar is going to come here and kill you. So you should go.
1: Right. And they get now we have the conflict after two hours of this shit of Ethan has drawn a gun and he's going to kill her. Right. And Martin's like, no, you're not. And then a Comanche apropos, nothing shows up on top of the dune and shoots him with an arrow. He goes, grrr. They run to a cave where they fend off all of them with guns. Right. (laughs) And then, you know, we have to see John Wayne with his shirt off
0: right because he ethan gets shot and mm-hmm. so he takes his shirt off and his arm is in a sling and and there's a scene with him and martin where mm-hmm. he 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 shows martin that he has written out his last his will, will and testament mm-hmm. and he and he leaves all of his stuff to martin because in yeah. the will he says because i have no family mm-hmm. and martin's like what about debbie mm-hmm. and he's like nope doesn't count she's yeah. Comanche she's gone engine so they have a fight on. about that
1: yep and then
0: what happens they got to go back don't they
1: They go back to the house uh, yes. to the organson's place
0: well, and there's and they're just in time for the wedding
1: they're just in time for the wedding because Goober's going to marry uh Laurie. whatever her name is lori yeah. there's punch and such um, and
0: then and in more ways than one and, and more ways than one <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> They show up. They're like, what the fuck's going on? Everyone's really surprised to see Martin is alive and he's there. No one really wants her to marry this goober, but I guess it's going to happen. It's
0: like, hey, we're too far into this now.
1: And then we get to see two men fight over a woman like she's property. Yep. And they fight and fight and fight and, and, fight, and fight, fight, fight and fight and fight. And then eventually, um, and Lori's watching it. And just like a woman, she loves watching two men fight over her. Right. Isn't that great? Oh boy, this reinforces so many good old-fashioned American values. Anyway, um Martin wins. Can I he guess, do?
0: yeah, sort of. Uh,
1: more like he, wins more in the, like he wins
0: in the sense that that Festus decides to call it. off the wedding. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Masturbating is better than this shit. Exactly. And so then John Wayne's son shows up
0: and he's a cavalry and, officer and
1: he's a cavalry officer. And he's like, Hey, my, my, my dad, this is ridiculous. Now that you know this, my dad is a colonel and I can't remember. Oh, Mose shows up. And That's he's... right. Cause they
0: found Mose. Yeah. They, they found Mose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently scars war party is nearby.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, most does not die. He's still alive. Talking about his fucking rocking chair. Someone just hit him over the head with a rock. For the love of God, he has no future. What do you anyway? So they decide, oh, we got to (laughs) ride out. Right, right. Martin has to tell Lori that Lori's like, Ooh, me, gee, woo, woo. so they ride out, they see where the, the encampment is. And Martin said, Martin knows that Ethan doesn't give a shit. They're like, we're going to ride in. We'll kill everybody. And he's right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll kill W2 when you go in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin,
0: Martin says, can I just please go in by myself first and try to find her and get her yeah. out? alive and (laughs) war bond is like well you can try but if you stir up them Comanche after us we're going to ride in there and we're not going to be able to be too particular about who we're shooting at that's right because remember we're all
1: we're all going to have to go in on our own because it's going to take the the u.s cavalry a certain amount of time to get here right he gets there she screams at first but then she recognizes them and she wants to leave because of course she does right and you know then someone he has to shoot a guy who finds them
0: scar scar triggers them yeah Yeah. that triggers them to write in
1: and it goes immediately from morning to bright daylight in the middle of the (laughs) afternoon they write in and they start killing everybody and we get to see such thrilling great examples of our we get to see children running to their mothers to be picked up to run away from the american soldiers because you know we needed to be reminded that they're people I mean, not really, but I mean, you know. So they start killing everybody. Um, Debbie runs away to the cave where they held up before, right? Right. She runs inside. Ethan's seen her go and in. Ethan there.
0: chases her down with a horse. Martin tries to stop him, but yeah, he's uh, running
1: after him. Can't do yeah. it. Ward Bond has been shot or stabbed in the ass. Yeah. Um. Not in like a gay way. He's
0: been he's been stabbed in <laughs> the ass. He's been literally stabbed in the ass. Yes.
1: And then Ethan comes up, sees her, lifts her up into the air, and then carries her because he's not going to kill her.
0: He says, let's go home, Debbie.
1: Let's go home, Debbie. Yay. And then they go home and they see Debbie, who apparently can't walk on her own anymore. Fucking Moses on the front. I guess they've adopted Moses at this point. He's, he's got right his the,
0: rocking chair. That's all he he's wants. Got the
1: Filthiest clothes on. He's got his rocking chair. I hope they forget to feed him. I hope he just rocks himself <laughs> to fucking
0: death. I I, I I tell you what. I hope the Jorgensen's have some fucking space because everybody's living there now. Apparently, apparently, that, they're, they're, that's where Debbie's going to be. That's uh, that's where after they Martin's get married, that's married where to Lori, yeah.
1: yeah, and I guess you know who, who gives a fuck about what happens to Ethan. Well, that's what that's the
0: ending, right? I mean, yeah, everybody goes in the off, house except for him,
1: and he's just staring off to the distant whatever and i guess he's a good guy because he didn't kill his his niece great congratulations asshole anyway that's the end of this
0: fucking that's movie. the end steve tell me how you felt about it god damn it i'll go ahead and tell you right now we're really far apart on this i know we are we're really know far we are. apart on this
1: i know um, we are i know you loved it you fuck so, god damn <laughs> motherfucker
0: I, i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about it though i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna because i all of the all of the problems that you are expressing with it uh, uh, expressing that you have with it during our summary here
2: mm-hmm. are
0: things that are com- are totally there and are completely valid criticisms of it
2: mm-hmm.
0: um so i will i will try to address those as i go through my spiel here um so john wayne called this his best film sure and called it, and called it his best performance and yeah. i and i agree i don't but go okay I, <laughs> You're more of a quiet man guy. A um, uh, quiet
1: man, or Rooster Cogburn, or True guy. Oh,
0: Rooster Cogburn for sure. Um, but no, I I think it's his best performance, and I think it's his most interesting character, and uh, and I think it's I think it's John Ford's best film too, and that covers quite a bit of territory because Ford, as we talked about at the beginning, made a lot of movies mm-hmm. and he's he's you know he's best known for westerns but he didn't yeah. just make westerns but i mean th- that's that's a lot of it and he made some of the greatest westerns of all time we we're talking about this one i mentioned earlier uh my darling clementine um i mean he's just he's, he's got quite an impressive resume mm-hmm. to me what makes the searchers a great film And what makes ethan a great character is how they work on multiple levels there's the superficial level where it's just a really well-made western Mm. and you can talk about how you know he just sort of pointed the camera at the at the scenery and let the scenery do the work but i mean it's difficult to argue with the result like the scenery is gorgeous and Um, if it was as easy to make it look as good as it looks in John Ford movies, everybody would have done it and not everybody did it. Um, and it's not just John Ford, it's a cinematographer as well. But I mean, he's, he's known for making especially gorgeous Westerns for a reason. And it's got, I mean, the camera work is really well done. There's the, the, the shots of the people riding on horseback and where it's like, it's like a tracking shot where the the actors are galloping on horses at full speed and we're we're shooting them with a dolly shot that is alongside them keeping up with them so they're always in the same place in the frame while they're clearly going really fucking fast um it's really well done it's uh exciting it's action-packed it's a simple but compelling plot and on that same level ethan is the quintessential john wayne character um he's tough he's brusque he's smart he's strong he's self-possessed he's independent he's all of the typical john wayne things Mm -hmm. but there's also a deeper level for both the film and the lead character there's the level that makes it not only entertaining to watch but interesting to think about and to talk about this is certainly not a revisionist western Mm -hmm. um In many ways, it's the epitome of the classical Western in good ways and bad. But I think it could fairly be described as an ancestor of revisionist Westerns, a grandfather, perhaps. Because while this is still mostly cowboys and Indians Mm -hmm. and white people, good indigenous people, bad or stupid or stupid or savage or whatever, Mm -hmm. there's just enough self-awareness. And nuance to give you something to chew on. And I don't know exactly where that comes from. I don't know if that is due to a dawning self-awareness of some of the filmmakers who are starting to question some of these tropes, or if it's just purely by accident or or what. But there is there are things in this movie that are that that suggest that things are a little more complex than than you might expect from a western of this time period. Um, the Comanche in this movie are brutal, vicious murderers and thieves. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't jump out at you as an unusually progressive depiction. And it's really not for the most part. And yet we do learn that Scar's sons have been killed by white men. We do see that that a few of those moments you mentioned during during the final battle scene where we see, you know, mothers picking up children and running for their lives. Um, We do get details that that are not there by accident, that are put there by filmmakers making choices that let us see things that invite our sympathy for these people. Not a lot, not overwhelmingly but it's there there are elements that humanize the comanche um we learn that scar's sons have been killed by white men we learn that they are not ignorant savages that they have their own society and civilization that there's some complexity to their way of life um and there's the suggestion from the ward bond character the reverend that even though they are enemies they deserve to be afforded the same respect as white enemies would be afforded in battle They deserve the opportunity to tend to their wounded when they're retreating um, and to bury their dead without them being disturbed or desecrated. And both times when John Wayne's character interrupts those things, he is chastised for it, you know, and I don't know if we are necessarily supposed to be on John Wayne's side in those disagreements. Um, And again, it's not much, especially by our modern standards, where we are a lot more aware of how terrible the depiction of Native American characters is in most Westerns, Um, but it's more than you might expect. And it's not quite the one dimensional cliche that we're used to from classical Westerns. And by the same token, Ethan is mostly a typical John Wayne hero, but he has layers of damage and grief and loneliness. That we might not expect if we only know of john wayne from the archetype Uh, john ford and nugent the screenwriter and john wayne make choices with ethan that are kind of daring for this genre and in this time period and given the fact that it's a john wayne movie which creates a specific expectation ethan is presented in a way that forces us to see how racist he is Against the Comanche and to see that for what it is. And again, just like with the depiction of the Comanche, the movie doesn't push this all that hard, but it's definitely there that Ethan's racism against the Comanche is unusual for this movie. Like the other, the, the other white people in the movie don't have nice things to say about the Comanche other than Ward Bond, you know, sort of faintly pleading that they be shown some basic respect in terms of their dead and their wounded. The white people are not friendly to the Comanche at all. And the portrayal of the Comanche, generally speaking, is not friendly. But even in that context, Ethan comes across as unusually angry and vengeful and hateful. He's not just gruff and blunt in a typical John Wayne way. He's shown to be inappropriately rude and cruel. Um, and other characters notice this and point it out, particularly Martin, but other characters as well. And the final notes of suspense in the film hang on whether or not he's going to murder Debbie when he finds her because once she's been assimilated into the comanche ethan essentially considers her to no longer be human and the, i don't think the movie wants us to be rooting for ethan to kill her like we're supposed to recognize that ethan is in the wrong here and that if he does follow through with this and actually kill her that he will mm-hmm. be doing the wrong thing
1: yeah because she's white
0: because she <laughs> well like i said it's not you know it's not a, it's not actually a revisionist western no. um it, it hasn't completely, you know, come around to where we would necessarily like it to be. Um, but the movie is telling us that Ethan is wrong for thinking that and wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, Ethan realizes that he's wrong for thinking that and he doesn't kill her and he takes her home instead. And he pays a price for his anger and his hate and his vengeance. He, there's a cost. And the cost is that he doesn't get to go in the house at the end. Um, he has alienated himself from whatever family and friends he has left, he finds himself in a place where he doesn't really belong anymore, and he doesn't really belong with anyone else, his family except for Debbie are all dead his country, the confederacy is gone and thank god by the way um, although the searchers doesn't really express a clear opinion on the outcome of the civil war, and honestly I would be more pissed off about it if it wasn't such a fucking common trope in westerns, there are so many western heroes that are former confederate soldiers and you know as much as i hate fucking lost cause pro-confederate bullshit like i guess i'm just inured to it in westerns because you fucking see it so often um but at least this movie doesn't like push that too hard that's part of who he is it's part of his character the fact that he swore an oath to a country that no longer exists kind of goes along with his character arc so i can kind of look at it that way and not get angry about oh, it's the fucking confederacy um but the point is, he's a man without a country. He's a man without a family. And now that Debbie has been found and brought home and his, his quest has been completed. He's a man without a purpose. So in that final shot, he does the only thing he can do. He turns his back on home and hearth and on us. And he walks out into the wilderness and we see the door close on him. Uh, He has won. He has accomplished his goal. He's brought Debbie home safe, but he doesn't get to go inside and share in the triumph. And even though he is an asshole, and he is, I'll be damned if I don't feel for him every time I watch this movie and it gets to that ending. That ending is so perfect because we have been led to it so expertly by both ford the filmmaker and wayne the actor so that we see what a damaged brutal bitter angry bigoted man ethan is but we also see that somewhere in him is a human being with feelings and pain and loneliness someone who wants what welcomed debbie back who wants what martin and laurie have someone who wants what's in that house But he can't go in so for me it works artistically it works emotionally it evokes my admiration and it moves me and that's why i think despite all of its problems and we also talked about you know there are some really jarring tonal shifts and some of the wacky stuff or the more comedic stuff kind of feels out of place but ultimately when i get to the end as much of a prick as he is and as awful as he is i feel bad for ethan that he doesn't get to go in the house and i think that 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 final image. Like there's a reason why that's such a famous iconic final shot. Cause I think it works. Um, and it works for the same reasons why I think this is a great film. So that's all I have to say now for the rebuttal. I turn to you.
1: <laughs> this is a great movie. If you're a fucking racist and an apologist for <laughs> racism.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: I love it. No, no, no. I don't mean that every once I... in a while, you can see that you can take the boy out of Maryland, but you can't take Maryland out of the boy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you go from one personal attack to another
1: that's fine hey we fine. stayed in the
0: union we stayed in the union because lincoln wouldn't let us secede so you just that's right you just you stick that in your bent pipe, you bent the <laughs> knee you sesh wannabes
1: um i hadn't seen this movie i'd seen bits and pieces oh you had never seen it No, read some things, read up about it because I'd seen other John Ford movies. Mm -hmm. But I never really sat down and said, do I want to watch a two-hour movie about this, about this Western? It came from a time period of Westerns that I wasn't terribly interested in and I didn't think it was going to offer me anything new. And it didn't really offer me anything new. Um, You know, I think from this time period, the only Western that I really, truly like is Shane. And um, they skillfully skirted some of the ickier parts of settling the West. And this one just ran right into them with the arms fully embraced. Yes. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. The Comanche were some of the most violent people in, in the Americas at the time. They did have a tendency to torture their captives by burning them alive. They had a tendency of killing small children and and uh, babies. They did have a tendency to rape Their female captives and sometimes kill them and sometimes not. The Comanches had a violent reputation, um, but not across the board. They did have other tribes that they gladly and freely traded with. Um, They were more nuanced than what we get in the movies. The Comanche in the movies are just bad across the board. Mm -hmm. And I don't see any of the kind of humanizing of these. Of these Comanche. Yes, we are exposed that, you know, Scars, God, I hate using that word. He does not have a Native American name in either sense, but we do know that Scars' sons have been killed and that maybe that's the reason why he's been attacking and killing everything inside. It could also maybe be that he's watching all of his lands disappear and by 1901, there won't even be a fucking Comanche territory anywhere in the United States. for them to live. Um, It could be any number of those things. They weren't exactly the most peaceful tribe to begin with, and then you gave them ample reason to be just as bad because they were watching all of their territories disappear by these white dudes who felt free to kill them. There are shots in this movie that I'm contemplating why they're in here. Aside from this kind of knee-jerk reaction from the morality of the of the of the movie itself, which is good, right? We come across a, uh, an Indian tribe that has been slaughtered by the U.S. Army. There are sabers sticking out of people. Everyone else is dead. Look, a character that we treated horribly, for comedic effect, is dead. Um, And then when we catch up to them, they are loading all of these children and women into a barn and, you know, literally herding them in there with horses. And immediately, my mind flashed to another movie called Come and See, where they were loading everybody into a barn. I know that it didn't end the same. I'm assuming. I hope not. I hope there Probably not. I hope there's nothing on the cutting room floor that compares to come and see, but it struck. I know that those two movies were made decades apart, but I was watching a group of people being led into a bar. No men. They're all dead, mm-hmm. along with a whole lot of other Native Americans who have been pacified. You know, they do. They, now, my, my problem with the movie isn't just about the treatment of Native Americans. I was going to hit this headlong no matter what. I, I personally do not believe that I have any Native American blood, but my family does from the South, from the South Dakota territory. Um, so I'm not taking this personally like, oh, I'm, those are my people or anything like that. It's just that I don't see anything different here. You know, some people want to claim it's more nuanced. People are saying, oh, you know, we got to treat him right. But we don't find out that he's going to fucking kill Debbie until the end. That's a revelation that doesn't come around until he pulls out his gun when he sees Debbie, right? That he's going to kill Debbie because she's too far gone. She's been corrupted, whatever. Great. The racist is going to kill Debbie, and we're supposed to be overjoyed when he decides to not do this heinous fucking thing at the end of the movie, right? That we've only had to chew on for about a half an hour because we had to have the hilarious wedding fight scene but in between those two things, there's so much bullshit in this movie that I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" I mean, technically, this movie takes place over, I think, a period of seven years. I think maybe I, I'm not sure. I maybe think it's
0: that. five, but it's it's a but no, it's, it's two it's years
1: before the first letter. 5 years after that letter when they come back. Okay, it's I, been I, thought it was, I, I thought a long time.
0: I thought I thought it was 5, but that's well, either way, it's a long
1: no, time. It's a long time. Um we finally find Debbie. Of course she wants to escape because she's a red-blooded girl and of course she doesn't want to live with those people who killed all slaughtered all of their family for some reason. I don't know why they were killed. Did they say they stole all the whatever. They weren't growing. There's, I don't the think they ever desert. give any
0: reason why they yeah. killed their family.
1: No. Why, why would they? They're just filthy heathens. Why would <laughs> that? There's reason enough. Isn't it? They're just bad guys and they do bad things, right? You have Ethan was the central character, who's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit at the beginning, he's a piece of shit at the end. I don't give a damn if he uh, up and decided, I'm going to save Debbie. That even movie could have ended with him lifting her up in the air and then dashing her head up against that cliff wall, that fucking cave wall. <laughs> Martin runs up, what are you doing? And then he shoots Martin.
0: <laughs> he kills Martin too.
1: And he gets, his, he gets on his fucking horse and he rides off. I I did not give a shit about him. I did not give a shit about Ethan and his problems. You know? I really didn't. If, 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 maybe if they had given me something to latch on to, something that he talked about, some sort of admission about his experience in the war, or something he did after the war, or... How about him not being a fucking goddamn apologetist for the the goddamn Civil War and still loyal to the Confederacy during that? That would be neat. How about he was came back conflicted, and he doesn't know what he wants, and maybe I was on the wrong side, and I'm back, and I'm trying to get... No, we don't get any of that bullshit. He still supports them. He's still wearing their fucking colors three years after after the surrender, which makes me believe, oh, yeah, Ethan's a racist. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ethan's a, Ethan was an officer well, he is. with the yeah. fucking Secesh. He is. Right? Yeah. So... If I don't like the main character, I don't give a shit what happens to him. A little bit more about Martin, because Martin seems to have, I don't know, a fucking soul? <laughs> He wants to save the person that he considers his sister with a man who keeps telling him, You're not related to us, half breed. And I'm supposed to go, Oh, I give, I care so much about, fuck Ethan. I don't care. I wish a horse dropped from the sky while he's silhouetted in the doorframe and just kicks him to death. And it takes a really fucking god, good goddamn long time to do it, too. He keeps getting up. All right, all right. Horse comes back, kick, kick, trample, trample, like he's a, the fucking rattlesnake that he is. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why on reflecting on this movie. I'm fairly certain he killed her. He killed Lucy. She probably begged him. Uncle Ethan, no. Uncle Ethan, that's okay. I just need a blanket to cover myself. I want to go home. How's my mom and dad? Bang. Just felt a little conflicted about it. Sure. That's why I didn't want to talk about it when he came back. Sure. But I'm, you know, you know, once... Once someone of color had touched her, she's she's ruined. Same log, logic of thinking about Debbie. Now I'm supposed to go apropos of nothing that he just up and changes his mind when he finally reaches Debbie. When he finally gets his hands on her and he finally lifts her up to the sky, he changes his mind. Right? We that's don't even idea. we don't even get when he lifts her up, the the metal that he gave her falls out from underneath her thing, and he oh. sees that, and he goes, and that's you know reminds him yeah. this is this is your niece. That would have been good. No, instead they use it to make us hate the Comanche more. Because who's wearing that medal? Scar. Scar is right, and he's sitting there barely keeping his shit together while all this stuff is going on. And he tries to he tries to bait Martin even more. You know whose scalp that was on that pole that she sold? It? And he's like, I don't care. And it was like, it was. Whatever her name was, it was your mother's. He says it, it was, was your mother's. mother's mm-hmm. Even though he's told him time and time again that that woman wasn't his mother, right? Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's told him time. And he's he he has he has he has poked fun at him. He's denied him based on on his relationship to the family. He's the only one that brings up his 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 race, and because he has like a, he's a quarter whatever. he's I can't a, even he's, he's an
0: eight, he's an eighth Cherokee. He said. he's
1: an eighth Cherokee. The performances suck i mean john wayne's performance sucks i've seen better performances from him in other movies and in this one and i'll point this out every time whenever he thinks something's funny it sounds like someone pushed a button on a robot push the laugh button on the robot so he can give out his laugh and anyone can look perplexed like they do a tight close-up of John Wayne and they say, okay, you're taking a dump. And he's like, okay. And he's uh, and then he does that. <laughs> he was at least an understandably likable character in The Quiet Man. And Rooster Cogburn has problems. But boy, oh boy, was he ready for that role when he finally took it, right? In this one, I don't see him as complicated. I see him as a fucking racist who lost his direction because his army lost. Who fucking who? Suck it up or kill yourself. Guess which one I'm voting for You <laughs> fucking success. Piece of shit. I so love I how
0: many times you're using the word success. You sound. I funny. love it. I love That's it. Because great. Isn't I don't it great? get to
1: use it all that often.
0: Isn't it great? The success are a virus that needs to be wiped. Oh, you're
1: going right the face to of the
0: art. And, and I'm like, how is this guy a villain in this movie? He's right. He should. Yes. Let him do it. Matthew Broderick. Let him do it. <laughs>
1: Um, but it's like, I wanted, yeah. Does he know how to use a camera? Does John Ford, how do you know how to use camera? Yes. Is this movie visually, um, visually great? Yes, it is. So I, the shots are well-framed. It's just that I find myself not giving a shit about this. It's like, as soon as he showed up, I said, oh shit, the family's going to die and someone's going to escape. And then I didn't know it was going to take that fucking long to find her, but I guess You know, she had to grow up as one of them for for John Wayne's character to consider killing her. Right. Um, You know, if it had had a single character that was of Native American descent that wasn't, you know, backwards or violent or whatever, that would have been neat with a speaking, you know, that had lines of dialogue. That would be neat. But instead, I just keep kept getting and I hate to say this, but. The marching song for the US government, you know, the 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 fife that they use. Yeah. That that got ruined for me by Little Big Man because that was what they were playing every time. And little big man, talk about revisionists. Every time they showed up, they were playing that. And what it meant was time for all the Native Americans to die. To die. Because that's what they were. They were they were evil. Yeah. And in this one, I would love it if this was like everyone's kind of, you know, if they were portraying the Comanche as something other than demons, I would get it. But they're still framing who we're supposed to have feel our, our perception through the, through the other, through the white characters right not through Mm -hmm. through anything that's demonstrated right we don't see anything that's demonstrated by any of the native american characters to make us think differently it's through the interpretation of what's decent by white people right Mm -hmm. when john wayne shoots his eyes out well now he's got to wander forever and he's never going to make it home Ha -ha ha 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 and they can look a little upset about it, but I mean, it's still, everything is being interpreted by the white people for the white characters and about how they should still doesn't stop them from killing all of them at the end. Right? Nope. Nope. Somehow. Don't ask me how the Mexicans managed to be able to establish some sort of relationship with these people. Right? Yeah. 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 They came in, they t- sat down, they talked and then they left and they said, fuck you, you're ruining this. And they left. <laughs> And I guess that they're wrong. For I don't, I don't know, being trustworthy. The Comanche were known for were known, aside from being kind of violent, and they were definitely something to be scared of if you're trying to get to California. Mm-hmm. Um, they were known for being breeders of horses. That's what they were most well known for, and being excellent riders. Right? Yeah. There's more to the Comanche than what's depicted here, and what is normally depicted in most movies up to this point they were a tribe that did have problems but in this movie they never get past their monsters we need to kill and that's pretty much it that's all we're that's all our main characters are trying to do well i take that back that's all ethan's trying to do yeah martin is just wants his sister back that's right. it so does my dog. so i'm not going to go on forever um uh the dramatic beats didn't work for me the acting didn't work for me, even from even from uh, even from Pike, uh, the from Pike, uh, some of the characters that are acting was just awful. Um, and it was too long. It was just I felt it was too long. I felt like, OK, motherfuckers, you're dragging this out. This is a short movie. Nothing that you've shown me that that what they do has informed me more about what's going on in the plot. You know, when John Wayne goes goofy and he just starts killing all the buffalo so that they will starve because no one's going to eat these buffalo. You, you're you kind of left with, okay, either he's super driven and he he's very wrathful, or he's just gone bonkers or whatever. But if yeah. they wanted him to be that bonkers and they wanted that to be negative, boy, he needed to be more bonkers all the time, right? <laughs> he really needed to be that kind of sweaty, wide eyed crazy instead of lapsing back into... You know, friendly, talking to people, you know, oh, you're having a wedding, whatever bullshit, because we have to come back for that. We have to yeah. come back for the B plot or at this point, yeah. the C plot.
0: See, that's the stuff I would on. cut if if you wanted to cut it, because I agree with you. It, you could probably get it down to 90 minutes without losing too much important stuff. And that's the stuff I would. That's those yeah. are where I would look for the cuts. So like the, 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 the back when they cut to and meanwhile, you know, back home. I mean, if I was doing it, really, what I would do trim is a lot of that out.
1: I would have it that Ethan. it turns out later, Ethan did kill what's her face, Lucy. was that her name? I don't care.
0: Lucy. That yeah. He
1: did that. They do eventually catch up with them. Not two years later, not four years later, not whatever. But you have it so that Ethan is so vengeance crazy that he is going to kill that little girl. He is going to kill Debbie, right? He is going to yeah. do it that we don't have. Okay. Now they're back. Oh, it's been two years. Oh, great. Oh, here we go. We're going to set up a little B plot with, with Martin and him getting married to what's her face yeah. Laura, Laura, Ann whatever,
0: name. Lori. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then we go back, we get more stuff. Oh, he, there's a guy who says he's seen them. Oh, we're going to check that out. That doesn't go anywhere. Okay, great. I mean, at the very end, Ward Bond brings it up. Oh, I heard. I heard. You, I'm going to have to take you to some place because apparently you killed a dude.
0: Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. For killing the 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 guy who tried to ambush him. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Instantly dropped.
0: Wait, because that because the cavalry officer conveniently arrives and mm-hmm. they have John to go Sutton. out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And all those jokes about who your father is and all that other stuff, I think that was an inside joke that I'm sure everyone on set thought was fucking hilarious, but just wasted my goddamn time and made me just beat my head with with my fists, just wanting (laughs) to get to the end of this fucking movie so that he doesn't kill Debbie, which I knew he wasn't going to do. At no point did I think he was going to kill her. At no point did I think that he was about going to be about to kill her and Martin kills him. You know, I didn't think there was going to be a dark ending to this movie. I knew he was going to probably change his mind and say, come on, we're going to go home now. And that's it. And then, of course, the symbol of him is everyone's paired up. People have gone inside. You know, Martin and Laura are walking arm in arm because they're going to go fucking the barn. And then eventually they're going to get married. And he's just standing there alone, and he just looks off into the distance or whatever. He should have died. He should have died. He should have gotten shot. He should have gone, I'm going to take you home. He rides her home, and then he fucking died. Last shot is through the doorway as he's riding off, and he falls off his fucking horse. Coyotes come, rip his testicles off, he's fucking dead. So, Steve
0: classic classic i loved it
1: okay good good for you <laughs> good for you i'm glad you i'm glad you liked it i'm glad you found stuff in it I'm, but for I'm, me yeah. it was frustrating and all the stuff that drew me out once i'm drawn out i cannot yeah. get back into it i just I, I
0: i respect your reasons for not liking it yep so steve yes, pick sir. a pick a movie that you wreck not recommend not recommend that's right so, I'm not recommending another John Wayne movie, and i okay. I actually i i I had this one sort of already picked out before i we even before I even actually watched the searchers uh, yesterday to prepare for this. I knew, because I knew I had seen The Searchers before. I knew I liked it. I expected to give it a good review. So I figured I was going to do a not recommend for this one. And I I knew the movie I was going to not recommend. What I did not realize is that, as fate would have it, the movie that I am going to not recommend was the last movie that John Wayne starred in that was released before The Searchers. Okay. And it's a, a little movie, mm-hmm. often considered one of the worst films ever made. I already know what it is, but go ahead, get, on, get it over with. Starring John Wayne, of course, as Genghis Khan, <laughs> the conqueror. Great, the okay. conqueror, the movie that um, did and, us all a favor. And
1: if you,
0: if I'm sorry,
1: I'm taking that joke back. That is that is mean. That is too mean for me. I'm taking that want, joke
0: back. If you're good for you, if you're wondering why this is considered one of the worst films ever made, I will just say again. It stars John Wayne as Genghis Khan. Mm-hmm. And this is not a movie that the studio forced on John Wayne. Nope. This is a movie that John Wayne really wanted to make. Mm-hmm. Like he really wanted to make this movie. So this is all John Wayne's fault. I can recommend watching this movie with a friend who will join you in making fun of it brutally and mercilessly mm-hmm. because it is truly awful and it deserves to be mocked and riffed on and and just, you know, torn apart. Um, if you're I'll tell you what, if you are offended by the racism in The Searchers, <laughs> the racism in The Conqueror will make you want to burn down your own house. Mm hmm it is it is so racially insensitive like even if you even if you account for well it's the 50s and it's an american film and it's john wayne even if you 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 set those sliders in your head already to try to prepare yourself for it it's still like holy shit, this is racist mm-hmm. it's not so And and even apart from that it's just it's a really it's a lousy movie it's long it's boring it's historical and only the broadest sense it's don't 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 watch it if you're preparing for like uh you know a a project in history class about genghis khan it's no good for that it's just awful the only reason to watch it is to make fun of it and to have a good time doing it as a film it's Mm -hmm. absolute dog shit um and you know I, i have no um guilt in saying that because even though i will stick up for him from time to time as an actor i do know that in his personal life and in terms of his politics john wayne was pretty much a piece of shit. so i don't really have a lot of affection for him as a human being all that much so i'm perfectly happy to say hey his passion project his dream project the conqueror is a huge pile of shit, and i do not recommend it so there you go
1: that got almost everyone killed yeah you want to explain it no you explain it so where where'd they decide to film most of it steve
0: oh fuck. um i can't remember
1: Let on me, lands
0: that. that had been used
1: for nuclear bomb testing
0: yes that's right and it was yes there was a it, it got it so there was a um a very large percentage of the of the crew of, of the the cast and crew that developed cancer mm-hmm. when they when they probably wouldn't have as a result a lot of, of them as a result of the locations that the movie was shot in because it was shot on locations that had been used for or, or were either had been or were, were, were close by were like you know in the area where they would have been affected by radiation mm-hmm. of, uh, of of nuclear testing sites
1: now, it, granted, it is still just a theory, but a lot of people got cancer making this movie.
0: And John Wayne died of cancer. So, you know, that's what you were saying about. That's probably from smoking. <laughs> that's true. He could have got John Wayne could have gotten cancer from so many fucking things. I yeah. mean,
1: pure hatred story pure hatred, of his body yeah. for as long as it was.
0: Uh, anyway, my or, turn or, or or because Marlon Brando wished it on him.
1: Anyway, my turn. Yes. I'm going to recommend Forbidden Planet. That's it. You already know how I feel about it. We did a review on it a million years ago. It came out this year. I still love it. I couldn't find another Western that I wanted to recommend. And I was like, wow, Forbidden Planet came out this year. Fuck it. Forbidden Planet. That's right. It's a fantastic movie. Such a great movie. Yeah. So watch that instead of this. You're not getting it's not going to upset your blood. There's nothing yeah. in there that's going to be unless they and here is one of the, here's one of the aliens and it's a Native American
0: and it's, it's, and it's, comes it's, running it's a... out.
1: Yeah, yeah, you yeah, and you're Like, oh, God, no,
0: please. And Leslie Nielsen zaps him and evaporates him with his with, with his, with laser, his gun super Walter, cool laser gun. And laser gun. Walter Pigeon puts his head in his hands and goes, oh, my, oh my
1: poor girl. <laughs> So, Forbidden Planet, go seek it out. You've probably seen it already. Hey, Steve. Yes, sir. It's time for you to make a terrible choice. Oh, I can't hardly wait. For your birthday.
0: <gasps> That's right. It is my birthday. It's our, it's our birthday month because we're both it's May our babies. birthday
1: month. And we're both maybes. So, you have to tell me what we're going to review. That's the I'm not, choice. I don't. I'm not making you pick. I'm not doing it. Keep getting burned, no matter what it is you you do, it, or whatever I put out there. It's always something. What is it this time? What horrible thing do I have to sit through? And just have to break your little heart every time I tell you stay. Why? <laughs> you wanted to be the searchers again.
0: <laughs> Let's do the searchers again. No. um Got be something. Let's do Magnolia.
1: You want to do Magnolia?
0: I would love to do Magnolia.
1: Okay. All right. That's fine. I, it's been so long. I don't know if I, I liked it. I have. Well, a well, I, guess we'll, I guess we'll of- find out. I have a memory of liking it but it is a tom cruise movie well he's
0: in it i mean he's, he's not in the that. star it's an ensemble no man. i'm pretty he,
1: sure he was the main star he's on all the posters he was nominated his, for an oscar isn't his character's name magnolia i think he's tommy
0: magnolia <laughs> he's
1: tommy magnolia not a sexist for for money piece of shit um well, that's his okay. job, not his name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it should be
1: in the credits. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! Tom, and
0: starring as the sexist for money piece of shit, Tom Cruise.
1: <laughs> that's right. Okay. Cool. All right, everybody, you heard it. You heard it here first, or second, if you're not a if you're not a patron. Um, the next movie that we're going to review for Steve's birthday is Magnolia. Yeah, baby. So Please make sure to see it so that you can get all the jokes. And I get to figure out whether or not I still like it or not. Because it has been a while. It has been a while since I've seen it. Okay? But that's it. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening in once again. I'm sorry I got so angry face about this movie. I shouldn't. I, On its own merits, it's still a piece of shit. I fucking... <laughs> Pretty's pretty, but I can only take so much pretty, all right? Pretty gotcha. cinematography, I can, I have a limit. And then you better give me something that I give a shit about, and you never did it. Instead, you gave me, I'm real
0: flowers for you. Shut up. I'll kill everybody on this set. <laughs> Shut up, Festus. Matthew. Uh, Matthew relate. ain't going to help you now, motherfucker.
1: For late seating, this is Jason Harding, and go see a
0: movie this week. And this is Steve Shives let's go home debbie i'm not debbie what I'm not debbie i'm jason where's debbie
1: i don't know where debbie is i don't give a shit oh debbie, debbie? you're looking for debbie. debbie i know it's been seven years since she was she had been c- captured by the mm-hmm. comanche i know that you may not be able to recognize her because you know she's been with the Comanche. and they sure styled, sure styled her hair weird uh let me look around here uh let's see if i can find a debbie debbie
0: debbie Debbie, debbie
1: oh there's debbie up there looks like she's got a rifle
0: oh hi debbie
1: oh wow she's she's trained it right on you look at that oh
0: boy maybe she's
1: fired signal shot to let you know where (laughs) she is
0: (laughs) whoa whoa, that was a little close there debbie
1: thanks for adding sound effects to where i don't want to add them (laughs) anyway so
0: this is theater of the mind this is theater of the mind She has a silencer, so people can't hear it, see?
1: Every time you say theater of the mind, I think of Barton Fink. hey maybe i can pick barton fink for my birthday
0: yeah that
1: way people get to see a good movie
0: the juries, you, sh- you i mean you haven't watched magnolia for a while so you don't know i hope
1: gonna- i hope you hate it i hope if we do barton fink i hope the secret you've been sitting on is i fucking hate oh, God, that piece of movie shit. there's got to be one where i can get where you really hate it i have to there's got to be something that i like that you hate it's do been you- so one-sided these last 10 years where every time it comes to your birthday it is something that i don't like at all not even a little
0: bit do you remember there was one of my favorite early-ish jokes in the simpsons like in the first three or four years there was there was a, a a scene where for some reason bart couldn't go with his friends like he had to go home he was grounded or something and milhouse and a bunch of the other kids were like oh come on come with us bart we're going to sneak into the movie theater and see an r rated movie. movie it's called bart and bart fink, and fink and 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 Bart's like oh I can't I have to go home and they're mm-hmm. like well they're like oh you don't know what you're missing you're lost and they and they march away as a group down the sidewalk chanting mm-hmm. Bart Bart and, Fink, and, Fink. Bart and Fink
1: I remember <laughs> that.
0: I love that so much that's the anyway. only thing
1: with Barton Fink
0: well it's been a while since I've watched it I don't I, I remember liking with- it I remember I I, I remember not that's it.
1: it. Everything I choose, you gotta like you like it, or you're you're okay with it. You're so so. I need to have a favorite that you, you hate, want and I can't think yeah. of something.
0: You want something that you love, and I will. We hate. gotta
1: we gotta balance the scales out, man. Okay.
0: Well, we don't have to.
1: So we do. We got to do something. There's got to be it's not fair because I seem like the person that you like garbage and I like mm-hmm. and I like things yeah. that are okay or you know, perfectly fine. I mean, we've kind of run dry with because I, I would say time bandits, but you probably like that to a certain extent. I like extent. time bandits. You probably I like don't, time bandits. You probably don't love it. But you know. I don't
0: like it. I don't love it as much as you do. Like For you, it's one of your very, very favorites, and I don't hold it in that high regard, but I do really like it
1: no no i know but i need something that you fucking hate
0: (laughs) well that's the thing is that there really aren't that many movies that i fucking hate there are movies that i think are shitty that i think are really bad but in terms of like movies that i'm like oh i never want to watch that again like that's a really short list
1: well name a movie that you think are really really bad that you think is garbage maybe i like it Your homework assignment before my birthday.
0: <laughs> think, of a, think of a movie that you may l- or may not really like that I think and is fucking send garbage. You
1: me this list. I'm, I hate that, too. I hate that. Yeah, I, I don't like any of too. these. This isn't going to work. Uh, I'm just, like, going straight through the list. No, that's pretty shitty. That's shitty. I mean, it's like I did Beastmaster.
0: Beastmaster,
1: yeah. Fully expecting you to be, like, it's not that good, but you liked it.
0: So, yeah. Well, it's right in my wheelhouse. It's like cheesy 80s, you know.
1: I got to find something and I got to figure out what it is that makes you so angry. What really cheeses you off when it comes to a movie? But unfortunately, the things that really cheese you off are the same things that usually Yeah, it's
0: hard to it's it's yeah, it's hard to find.
1: Cheese cheese me off and so it's like
0: mm.
1: I mean even if I managed to find an Ultraman movie from the era that I liked Ultraman, you'd probably like it on the same I probably love it, yeah,
0: cuz I mean, yeah.
1: That I do. But there's got to be some fucking shit out there that you... I mean, we've surprised each other. Like, last year, Mm -hmm. for Halloween, we had completely different interpretations of house. You had
0: a ball. Yes, that's right. That's right. You
1: had a ball, and I I loved it. I thought it was
0: terrific, yeah.
1: But very seldom have we ever... I mean, uh, I wish we had known this about this movie. Then we could have done this movie. (laughs) (laughs) But i got to find something that I like that you hate, and very seldom is it that... I like something and you fucking hate it that yeah. hasn't come up enough and we've got to find something Steve okay gotta find something
0: okay I, don't well, want I, I to
1: just do another I know I die like this too and it's just super great because that's fu- fucking boring I don't I don't want to fabricate a like for something that I know you hate
0: well no we don't want to go there no we, <laughs> we need there the, needs to the the show needs to be true you know like mm-hmm. can't be informative like I'm, I'm gonna yeah. pretend
1: to love I don't know Steel I die. <laughs> I think I would die.
0: <laughs> you were hey. I mean, you're an actor. You could do it. I know, but then it's and then, like there. as soon as and as soon as we're done recording, you're just like Ugh. it's living in the internet.
1: <laughs> it's living in the internet as a fact for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> you know, he really liked steel.
1: Yeah. All right. I think we're done. Well, you have a homework All assignment? Right. I have a homework All assignment. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, well yeah, yeah, yeah. A homework assignment that you have assigned yourself. <laughs> Mm -hmm. All right, right, everybody. Thank you. Bye, everybody.
1: Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rolling at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Lemmy- Listen productions for as little as one dollar a month, please visit our Patreon page at wwwpatreoncom let listen. And thanks for listening.